0: Welcome to Fielding Questions, a podcast produced in collaboration between Egg Country Farm Credit Services and the Red River Farm Network that explores the world of agriculture and rural life. I'm Adam Albrecht. Raising livestock can be a tricky business. There are quite a few factors that farmers and ranchers have to balance from weather, nutrition, and disease. Today, we're going to look at an insurance option that could help provide some protection. Here to talk about livestock risk protection is Megan Hitter, who serves as an insurance specialist with Egg Country Farm Credit Services. Welcome, Megan.
1: Hi, good to be here.
0: Okay, so we do know that livestock and raising livestock can be a little bit challenging at times. Thankfully, that there are a yes. few different livestock insurance options that are available. Today, we're going to be specifically talking about LRP. Megan, what livestock are covered under LRP insurance?
1: So I will kind of just give a little bit of information about um, livestock risk protection, which you'll hear me refer to as LRP Um And it's basically just an insurance policy that helps provide against unexpected downswings in the market price for livestock producers. A lot of people kind of refer to it as a put option because that's what our cattle people are especially used to. So it basically just creates a floor for the market price essentially, um, and for a specific point in time as well. One thing that's nice about LRP is it does still leave potential for price increase. So you're not just locking in a price, you're just locking in the floor. So the livestock that, is eligible for LRP is swine, fed cattle, and feeder cattle. Um, so swine and fed cattle are for marketing for slaughter basically. And then the feeder cattle is any animals that you're going to put in a feedlot for fattening them up.
0: And are there any minimum or maximum number of head that can be insured through this?
1: Yes, there are. Um, One nice thing is you don't have to insure your whole herd of animals. You can start with just one head um, and then depending on which category you're in like swine, you can insure up to 70,000 head per endorsement and then both kinds of cattle you can insure up to 12,000 head per endorsement. So it's really nice that you can kind of choose what you want to do You don't have to do your whole herd, but if you want to, there's certainly that potential as well.
0: Are there any other limits to this program or taking out a a policy?
1: Yeah, there are a couple of things that we like to mention. One thing to note is LRP is not a speculation tool. So you actually do have to have the cattle. You have to have a share in the cattle and you need to own them. And then if there is a claim, you need to be able to provide proof of that ownership. Another thing I kind of like to mention is you get to choose how far out you want to lock in the price. Um, but there are some limitations there as well. So for swine, you can insure uh, 13 to 30 weeks from when you plan to sell. And then for cattle, it's actually quite a bit more, it's 13 weeks to 52 weeks. And as I mentioned before, you have to insure what you have a share in. Once again, you don't have to do your whole herd. But if you have 50 percent share of a herd, you can't insure 100 percent of your herd. You can only insure what you have a share in. So that's just another thing for people to keep in mind is their share, if that's applicable to them.
0: And does LRP work alongside any other insurance options or are there any other policies that prevent you from taking out LRP?
1: That's a great question. Um, There are many options. I know people can ensure their livestock on their farm policies, more so for death um, or any illnesses or things like that. That could happen to our animals. Also, I used to work at FSA, so I know that places like that have different programs for livestock as well. Options like that are totally fine to pair with LRP. You just can't have LRP with another insurance option that provides against the market price, for example. And you can't have them on the same head of cattle at the same time. But if they were on a different head of cattle, let's say you only insured half of your herd with LRP, if there was another option that you wanted to look at, you could do your other 50% with that other insurance option. You just can't do two insurance option of the like kind on the same head of cattle.
0: So if somebody listening along is interested in LRP, is it available everywhere?
1: Yes. In the United States, it is available in all 50 states. So that is super nice, especially for people who um, maybe do custom feeding or bring their livestock somewhere else to do custom feeding in a different state. Um, We won't have to worry about, you know, is it available in this state and not this one? It's available in all 50 states. So that is really nice.
0: Very cool. And, And can a policy be taken out at any time or are there any type of deadlines that listeners should know about?
1: So there really isn't a deadline, which is nice um, since people sell livestock at all times of the year. There are a couple of things though, that we like to mention. Um LRP kind of has two, paperwork stages. The first one is your actual application, which kind of just gets you into the system for the insurance company. Um, And then when you actually want to lock in a certain price and date, then we do something called an endorsement. Um, And that is very time sensitive. So you can only do that when the markets are closed, which is around four o'clock in the afternoon to 9 a.m. the next morning. So we really only have that evening, early morning to lock in a certain price and date. So we always like to tell our producers to make sure you're already in the system. Um, One thing I like to say is anyone that I talk to this about, I say, let's just get you an application in. That way, whenever you decide that you wanna lock in this price, we don't have to wait for that initial paperwork to go through. Because there is a potential that the company, you know, is super busy and they aren't able to get everyone's applications in. Where if we already had that, then we could just lock in your price right away um, and not chance missing out and having to wait until the next day. Also, sales are only available when the markets are kind of up and running. So you can't lock in a certain price on like federal or market holidays. Also, Sundays or Monday mornings are unavailable as well.
0: And you mentioned a little bit about the endorsements, but how do they work? Are there any specific endorsements?
1: Yes. An endorsement is pretty much just the information that we need to lock in a producer's policy. So some of the main information that we like to get are obviously the state and county that your cattle are in, um, or I should say your livestock are in. And then how many head you want to lock in, because remember a person does not have to lock in all of their head, they could do one, half of their herd or the whole herd. Um, So we like to know that as well. And then when you plan to sell is essential to the endorsement. So we kind of just go by the month that you think you're gonna sell in and then how much your livestock is gonna weigh on that in that certain month. Those two things really help us in setting the perfect endorsement for their operation. And then another thing they get to choose is the coverage level that they want to insure at.
0: And the coverage level is my next question. I'm happy you brought that up. (laughs) How much protection can be provided for those listening along who may be interested in this type of policy?
1: A producer can choose anywhere from 70 to 100% for their coverage level. And what that essentially means is when they lock in their certain day, their certain price, you know, time of month, everything, we are choosing the coverage level, like I said, either 70 to 100%, and we are taking that percent of the expected ending value. So an example, let's say the expected ending value that we're locking in on that certain day for that certain month, once again, is 208 and they want to insure 90% of that number. They are setting their coverage price at 187. So even though the expected ending value is 208 on that day, they're choosing not to insure 100% of that, only 90%. So they're locking in that 187 as their floor, essentially.
0: And so, what would have to happen in order for a farmer or rancher to actually be paid as part of LRP?
1: One thing that's nice about LRP is it's pretty easy to understand. So, for a claim to be paid out um, on the month that they pick, there's a certain week each month. So, in that week, if the actual ending value market price is less than the coverage price of the actual futures of that week, then essentially a claim is triggered. It is, like I said, pretty easy to understand. One thing that's kind of hard to wrap your mind around is it doesn't actually matter, matter what your livestock is sold for at the sale barn. Um, it's just the average market price in that week. Also, if a claim is triggered, an insured does have to provide um, proof of ownership, which could be, you um, like a sale ticket from when they bought the cattle or vet records, anything like that. So that's one thing people should keep in mind too um, if they do trigger a claim that they will have to provide proof of ownership. One thing that a lot of people like too with LRP is that premium is not due until the end date. So if there is a claim, premium can be taken right out of there. If there isn't a claim, well, they're just gonna be happy about those high prices.
0: If any livestock die, are they covered under this insurance?
1: That's a good question. LRP does not actually cover for death or any other kind of loss or destruction of livestock.
0: All right. And and now you raise cattle yourself. Uh, why do you believe listeners should look into LRP at this time?
1: I have always been a fan of cows and cattle. So i was really interested in learning more about this product and then kind of doing some research on the markets too really helped me want to get into it more and also let everyone out there who are livestock producers know about it i actually read an article um, on beefmagazine.com the other day and it stated that our cattle prices today have not been this high since 2014-2015 in there So it really made me worried, like, are we going to go another 10 years without these high prices? So it really makes me want to inform people about this product, just in case we don't see these prices for quite a bit longer. I want to make sure that if a person wants to, this is something they can capitalize on. Even if a person doesn't think the markets are going to go down before they sell, this way, if something happened and they did, they would be protected as you and Everyone has seen the world, and the markets are pretty unpredictable, and we just never know what's going to happen. Another interesting thing I read was that cattle is the largest cash crop in the United States. So just as farmers and ranchers are marketing and protecting their grain prices, it's very important to be doing the same thing with our livestock.
0: Well, that is certainly a fascinating way to look at it. Megan, thank you very much for joining us and filling us in on livestock risk protection.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: That's Megan Hitter, insurance specialist with Egg Country Farm Credit Services. If you have a question about a financial topic, we would love to hear from you. You can message Egg Country on Facebook, tweet at them on Twitter, or submit your question using their website at eggcountry.com.